midfield is locked away. They are ready. Stand by for a start. As magical as this sounds, hearing it doesn't come close. Seeing is believing. The Melbourne Cup Carnival, November 4 to 11. Tickets at Ticketmaster. Damien Oliver's just wandered in the studio as well. Uh, how much are you going to miss Ollie in the uh, in the jockey's room when he uh, hangs up the saddle uh, after the next few weeks? Not much. It'd be good to have him out of the way. I think. <laughs> well, if it if it means to miss him, means that we have to be at our best every time he's in the jockey's room, wherever we are, whatever day of the week it is. Then I will be missing him. But. Not having him as a, as a rival, I'll be very happy and relieved. Uh, you're only a couple of years younger. We're going to start asking you the big R question <laughs> soon. Don't worry about that. Yeah, well, that's okay. Um, 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 yeah, anyway. Um, and um, uh, look, Frankie Dottori, Damien Oliver, as the profession that they have and been at the top like they have their whole life, their whole career, I, I think it's amazing... Uh, achievement that they get to choose when they retire rather than being forced or injured and and i think it's fantastic and you know i hope that they can really look back on their career and you know they they see it differently than what we do but that they have been the role models for us to to inspire to be you know to be to be on the same track let alone try and you know be competitive with so you are the ultimate competitors have you had any run-ins in the jockey's room ollie's we say good morning to you we're well, no, great to see no, you of here not no, no, we're good rivals. Willow and I, yeah, no problems at all. Do you ever say to him he when has... he's talking, because he's a bit of a long talk, do you ever say, mate, just get to the point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, at times I do try and avoid on, eye contact to try and uh, um, avoid that long conversation with Willow. Um, but uh, as he said, you know, we've got some great competitors in the jockey's room and help to bring out the best in all of us. There you go. Hey, good on you, Willow. He's just, Thanks, Laisha. He's, he's, just, he's just happy I'm not on the Red Bull anymore because he reckons I, <laughs> the eye contact was just the indication that wouldn't, I wouldn't stop. So lucky I'm off the Red Bull. So. Uh, Willow, great to get your time uh, as always. Best of luck over Cup Week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Craig Williams Lost joining Stoshka. us. There. When was the last pit Have, pony you got to win that a... clip there? Uh, we'll get that and play it a little later. It might be an itch because Light Fingers was famously small and Melbourne Cup's a bustly sort of race. Ollie was on Sky Heights, who was 17 hands and got absolutely knocked sideways. I wonder, you know, in the in the big bustling field, whether it's a disadvantage to be a pit pony in a Melbourne Cup. It might well be. Well, we can ask Ollie about that. I just And Ollie, can, we can ask him about what Ed Crisford, we, Andrew Bensley was on Brecky this morning. This weird, not weird, but one that might be open to uh, review is the you can't, run more than twice into the Melbourne Cup. And West Wind Blows, they never intended to, but now that they were here, they were like, probably wish we could have had the option to run in the Melbourne Cup. But we asked Ed Crisford, West Wind Blows is going to run in the 2,000 metre race Saturday week, about whether that 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 stipulation about not being able to run in the Melbourne Cup if, you, if your third run in uh, was something that may be up for review. Yeah, I think I think you know it 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 does restrict you in some way for sure, um, you know, and and so you know a horse like Western Blows, his profile looked like potential perfect sort of horse for the Melbourne Cup. I think if they review it, you know, I think it's it's probably it's probably you know I think it it, it would definitely be beneficial to the the, the, the internationals. Um, that if they did sort of take away that rule. But as I said, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. We signed up for it before. Um, we knew the two runs before. So we ruled out 
the Melbourne Cup in August. We rule that out, basically. So, um, and we're we're very happy with what we're doing this year. And Look, to be honest, they knew what the rules were. I don't think this no, year no, no. you can bring it into any discussion. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know they know the, knew the rules and he knew he knew the rules, but I'm just thinking in future, if you bring a horse out here and it does a West Wind Blows and suddenly emerges as a Melbourne Cup horse with the CT scans, I'm just wondering as they continue to review those strict conditions whether that one may be the first to be reviewed this year. Just interesting, uh, which I'm sure they will review that, I think... We can almost put to bed the the discussion and debate about Werribee uh, as well, because if you look at the recent form of the horses that have come out of Werribee, uh, they've been flying. I know they've made some tre- uh, tweaks to the Werribee um, pre-training centre, but you can't tell me that the horses that go to Werribee in the quarantine area are not able to perform because they've all come out and performed unbelievably well. Yeah, but maybe I'm not sure that that... Yeah, I'm not sure about so that So what's the issue logic. then? What's the issue? Well, Romantic Warrior, that he still felt was three-quarters fit because he couldn't get him fit because there's no water. They, they still don't have all the tools that they would like. No, no. Maybe I, I, the horses are just so good that they've overcome it and they're running well I, anyway. So, no, but I don't think you're going to have a water walk. They didn't want to walk to walk it in. Treadmill, no treadmill there. Uh, no. You can't have a water walker because they cost two million bucks a pool. So then, therefore, no, I don't think what you're saying makes... 100% sense because just because they've run well doesn't necessarily mean that the issue of Werribee goes away. But what's the issue with Werribee? That they don't feel that it's a, a international class training centre for horses that come all this way and that Sandown's a better option. That there, there are issues that have come up over the last six, seven, ten years that you're ignoring about crossings and uh, no, 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 all no, sorts no. of tightness. Since attra- those things have been But Werribee's still rectified. Werribee. No, no, they've, Not made, everything's been they've, made, they've made tweaks there. But what I'm saying is since these protocols were brought in, we've hardly seen any horses break down and we've seen the horses who have been based at Werribee perform Well, we've hardly seen any well. horses here. That's why. I mean, the 30 and, horses of the past aren't here And the here percentage anymore. of those horses have performed really well out of Werribee. I still don't think that uh, it takes away concerns about Werribee just because West Wind Blows and Romantic Warrior have run well out of there. I don't think that answers the, that solves the riddle. So you still think that I don't I, I don't go to I don't go there I don't train there I'm not Lloyd Williams I'm not Nick Williams I'm not Aidan O'Brien or Damien Oliver I actually don't know but I'm just saying they the, the, there continues to be a narrative that um, there is a lack of satisfaction with the facilities at Werribee. What do you think of the facilities at Werribee when you've been down there, Ollie? Yeah, well, I think the track is. Um watered up to the satisfaction that they usually the Europeans like. Um, obviously, there's no water walker or pool or or treadmills there, but they know that when they come. So um, I think the facilities there are good enough for what they want and they know what they're getting before they go there. Um, I think the main issue is, um, you know, now with the CT scans and also with the um, uh, the spotlight on, you know, the, the horses that were having the injuries, um, that now they're not bringing the horses that have been racing the whole European season. They're bring, they are more aiming the horses at our carnival. So they're not getting here at the end of a long preparation when they're more likely to have an injury. Um, and also they've got the profile of the horses too with their vet records and their scans. So it's it's been a worthwhile exercise to what they're doing. And But I still think it's a, a moving picture. You know, I mean, like... Um, and, and each horse should be taken on an inv- individual basis. You know, if they've if their scans are clear and they're showing no signs of 
of lameness. If they haven't had a busy schedule in a European season, well, then, yeah, there is an option for them to perhaps run again, you mm. know. Um, but but also, I mean, it's it's not an exact science. I mean, you look at a horse like I ride gold. I was to ride gold trip two years ago in a Cox Plate, and they scratched him morning of the race, and you see what that horse has done since. Last year, ran in all three. This year, looks like he's going to run in all three again, and and yet he, he wasn't. What well, they weren't happy enough for him to run in one two mm. years ago. So, you know, is it is it an exact science? No, I don't think it is. It's kind of an interesting situation too, where the the two run rule eliminates him from running in the Melbourne Cup, but not anything else. Like, it's sort of. It's sort of that, that was a safeguard because they did not want to see another horse break down in a Melbourne Cup because that is where mm. the focus is. Yep. And it's the most gruelling race, obviously, as well. But I think what Ollie says, with the amount of scans, and um, West Wind Blows will have to have another scan before he is allowed to run in the champion stakes. So you could maybe bring that practice back into um, the... Uh, equation to say, well, yeah, you could have your third run in a Melbourne Cup if you're getting scanned before each start. Yeah, that seems a, like a safeguard enough, doesn't it? Well, I think so. Well, they've also got the background of the horse too, so they know what what it's like before it came here, how it how it how it is, but how it's coping with the racing as well. And you know, I mean, I'm sure they've got vets looking at them all the time. But we also got to rely on the trainers and the riders and the and the and the and the stable hands and strappers that are around them all the time. They're with them 24/7, so you have to take on board what what they're seeing and feeling as well. Just a quick one before we take a break, um, just wrapping up Maddie's news, and we were discussing the, the Jamie Carr situation. You've come back from Bad Falls. I dare say, I can't recall it, but you would have had some form slumps in your time as well when you were getting taken off horses. What's what's that period like, and how difficult is it to fight your way back out? Yeah, look, I mean, it's impossible to stay at a, a very high standard throughout your career. You're going to have your peaks and troughs, no matter if you're a jockey, any type of sportsman. Um, and, you know, elite sport... And racing's no different. Um, it tests your resilience at times, and um, you know it's the champions or the the elite ones that that come through it. And um, you know Jamie's shown that she's a top rider, and I'm sure she's going to come through it. Um, there's extremely high competition at this time of year, as there always is. You know, I mean, I think I look back probably when she was going so well, um, and we know this sport as well is. Um, is a popularity contest mm. at times. You know, if you're getting the winners, everyone jumps on board. All of a sudden, you're getting more, more better rides, more winners. Um, you know, when you look at the moment, we've got riders like Blake Shin, um, Damien Lane, who probably weren't around as much when Jamie was dominating so much. So we're fighting over those rides. You've got Mark Zara's in great form as well. There's great depth here. J-Mac comes down. All of a sudden, there's a, there's a huge depth in our, in our jockey's ranks. Willow as well. So, um, you know, and it... It's as Willow said. It's a results-driven business. You can be dry, riding really well, not getting the winners. People don't take any notice. And if that's, you're riding, if you're riding the winners and might not necessarily be riding them well, but you're getting the results, everyone just jumps on board. And that's what makes it hard for because of because of that that cycle that you spoke about. I reckon the one thing she's got to do is stop listening to us, stop reading the paper. Because the worst thing is if you continually being reminded I don't that there's does. a perception you're out of form. I don't think know? she does. Well, it was on the back page of the paper. Yeah, but I, I, I would imagine, I don't know whether you, when you're in that area, do you try and have a bit of a, a vacuum from the outside noise? Um, well, yes and no, but you, you know it's there. You know, you know people are talking about it. We're going to take a break. Um, Maddie, um, you can 
go because you want to prepare for the big V. Yep. Uh, Ollie's going to stay, though, and he's uh, going to take any questions, any SMSs, because it's Ollie's last Melbourne Cup. I, I don't know if you know this. Uh, there hasn't been much media about it, but it's Ollie's last Melbourne Cup week coming Are up. you seriously? <laughs> is this your last Melbourne Cup? <laughs> hey, we're going over to Perth. We're going to haunt you forever. We're going to Perth as well, so he's a follow you to the uh, winter bottom. That's, that's the best news he's had all day. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. take a break. More on the other side of this. Stay informed about the state of racing with RSN's Racing Pulse. Still warning at the clock tower. Lead still by a length and three quarters. Soul Patch and Southern Moon. But warning is brave. 100 metres to go. It's warning. Two legs Southern Moon. And it's Damien Oliver and warning to win the derby. Three legs Southern Moon. Soul Patch third. Uh, Damien Oliver winning another feature over the Melbourne Cup Carnival. And Damien Oliver is brought to you by the magical Melbourne Cup Carnival. November 4 to 11, seeing is believing. General admission ticket, $60. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster. And, uh, Ollie, your record over Melbourne Cup week is unsurpassed. Uh, You've had 85 winners over the four days of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Uh, You overtook uh, Bobby Lewis and Roy Higgins. And your Group 1 Carnival wins... 26. Uh, everyone knows about your Melbourne Cups, but you've won six derbies, seven Oaks, five McKinnons, as well as three Cantalas, Empire Rose. When you look at those figures in isolation, it's absolutely staggering, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a great week for me. Hence, um, you know, the the lure was there to have one more go at it. So, uh, yeah, and I've got some chances this week too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to and hoping to build on that record. I was going to say, you must be happy with the way the momentum has built throughout the spring because prior to the announcement, you were probably struggling a little bit to get rides and then all of a sudden alligator blood comes along, you win a group one and... You could have almost won the Cox Plate on Saturday as well on Dewis. Yeah, you never know what's quite around the corner in this game. And I was I, I was a bit I was a bit fifty fifty as to which way to go, whether I would go another spring or, or finish in the winter. Um, I wasn't sure how the response would be to my announcement of my retirement, whether people would get on board or they'd drop off. But, um, you know, it's all based on how you're going. If you're riding well enough and, you know, um, at times I felt like some people have dropped off a little bit, but then other times people have jumped on as well. So it's been a bit of both. Um, but I feel like I've still been riding okay. And, um, you know, and you know, as you said, we, we nice win on Alligator Blood. We, with a little bit more luck, we could have been fighting out the, the finish in the Cox Plate. And, you know, it looks like I've got some good chances there Cup Week too. So I'm really focused and, and keen to finish it off on a good note. Will you ride Dewis in the Champions on the last day? Yeah, I think the plan is for Ed to run her there, um, all going well. But he'll probably just, you know, see how she gets through um, the run and, and make a decision a bit later. But I, I think he um, would like to run her if she's all well and good. And exciting to get another ride in the Melbourne Cup, the last uh, Melbourne Cup that you ride on. Alan Curran, you probably think he's there making up the numbers, but I went back and had another look at his his Moody Valley Cup run on Friday night. Gee, he hit the line strong the last 100. He did. Um, it was one of those races. It was a pretty muddling run through the middle stages. There was a few nice runs in it, but, um, you know, I, I was pleased with the way he's finding the line, and he, he seems to be... Uh, his form's improving the deeper he gets into a prep. And, you know, Mike's um, really done a good job with this horse. He's... Uh, you know how... He, we know he knows how to get mm. them there right on the day for Melbourne Cup. So, um, yeah, it's he's um, he's a better chance than what people think, I think. Yeah. Um, gee, there's a lot of SMSs coming through here. This one I like. Uh, can you ask Damien Oliver if he can win the Damien Oliver on Saturday and present the trophy to himself? 
That would be nice. Yeah, I, I look like having a ride for Godolphin in that race. I'm not sure which one yet. It'll be Tamerlane or Valana. Um, both would be good chances, so um, it would be a nice one to win. Yeah, so there's a new race on Saturday on Derby Day in honour of yourself called the Damien Oliver. That, that'll give you a bit of a kick. Yeah, it's the old Lynn Lithgow Stakes and um, yeah, huge honour from the, from the VRC to name a race after me. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it'll be something I'll be looking forward to. Speaking of honours, what was it like, the Guard of Honour, on Saturday walking out onto the track on Cox Plate Day? It was a bit strange, I must say. <laughs> um, a bit like... Uh, wasn't really sure what to do. I felt like I was standing out there like a stunned mullet, but um, it was a big honour in front of a huge crowd at Mooney Valley. And, um, yeah, look, uh, it, was, uh, it was great to be recognised by your peers like that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. Uh, Ollie, what's – this is an interesting one. Ollie, now that your career's coming to an end, can you think of what your darkest moment in racing was, what you learnt from it, and then what your most joyful day was? That's from John in Tassie. Oh, a few dark moments. Obviously, when I had that bet was one of them. Um, but by far and away worse than that was losing my brother mm. um, in the lead-up to Media Puzzles Melbourne Cup. Um, and what was the other part of the, the question? The most joyful day my you've joyful. had on the track. Um, oh, so many. Um, you know, all, all the Melbourne Cups... Um, Mainly the feature wins, but, you know, mm. and often too, you, you, you can see uh, just winning a race for some people, how, how much joy they get out of it, even the battlers and that, you know. So um, there's so many good experiences out there, yeah. You don't look back in your career, even though it's coming to the end, and um, trying to pinpoint some of your best rides would be difficult. But I think uh, a listener's picked one out here. Ollie's ride on Superstorm in the Cantala stands out to me. Last on the turn, the seas parted for him was brilliant. That was from Dino in Wallen. You remember that vividly? Yeah, that was a great win. I just um, just got there by a narrow margin. That day was good for me, actually. Colette won the same day, yes. I think, as well. So it was, uh, even that carnival, I think, um, won the Oaks that year as well. So it was a good year. And, uh, you know, Flemington's had so many great memories for me. And I think one of my, I was looking through some of my recent big winners and, uh, well, not recent, but over my career and um, winning on happy trails, knocking off mm. um, the magic man Joe Marrera there in, in uh, McKinnon Stakes was pretty special as well. There's no doubt about that. A few other SMSs. Um, who are you riding in the Coolmore from, Peter? You've got to ride in the Coolmore? Yeah, I'm on Moravia for yep. Michael Friedman. Yep. You could have almost had a few to choose from in the in the Coolmore, couldn't you? Well, Arkansas Kid, yeah. I had an early booking for Moravia, so I was committed to him. And then Arkansas Kid came out and won the other week as well. But um, it's going to be a great race, many chances in it. And there hasn't been a big gap in in the finishing positions in a lot of those three-year-old races. So, I think, you know, it's going to be 20 runners, a full field, so it's going to be a great race. Uh, the Derby? Who have you got in the Derby? In the Derby, I'm on Mercante for um, Nigel Blackiston. Who's your favourite Derby winner, do you think? you've? Oh, on the spot there, geez. Six geez. of them, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, without the list in front of me, um, oh, no, hard, hard to say, hard to put it down to one. Oh. Five and a half star was a pretty good win, let, you know, up there on the pace all the way. Might have led all the, nearly close to all the way. So you had warning as well, would have been. Warning was good, yeah. And, um, you rode, I didn't realise you rode Mood's first group one winner, Amalfi. Amalfi, yes, he just got there, yep. That's when he had hair. <laughs> <laughs> we both uh, had a bit more hair yeah. then, I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've got a special guest in here as well. Luke uh, is here because your son is going to be playing on your behalf. Uh, there's a media... Uh, Jockey's footy game, which is going to be going on at 11 o'clock. We're going to wander down there with Mark Hunter and do the form from there. Uh, Luke, good to see you, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yourself? You're pumped? I'm very well, thanks. You're pumped for the footy today? Yeah, it's going to be good, hopefully. You go all right, don't you, kicking the footy? Yeah, I'm not bad. <laughs> uh, how old are you? I'm 13. And almost as tall as Dad? Yeah. <laughs> so not hard, is it, mate? Being, being jockey was never, uh, never on the agenda? Oh... 
well, I did some riding when I was younger, but it's never been priority. Are you looking forward to having your dad around a bit more? Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah? Yeah. What have you got on the list? What do you want to do? Maybe kick the footy a bit more, play some golf. Is he a good golfer as well? He's just getting into it. So, yeah, he's going okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love the, the vision of yourself after Arkansas kid won at Caulfield the other day. It was an emotional moment, wasn't it? Did that surprise you? Did the emotions just come from nowhere? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> is it all, a bit of a bittersweet moment, is it, seeing the end of Dad's career? Oh, he's a good boy. Um, and for you, to see your family enjoying it and also getting emotional with everything that you've achieved. What's it mean to you, Damien? Yeah, it's been great um, sharing the journey with them. They've been a great support for me behind the scenes and, um, you know, you know, being... Um uh, you know, have, being so committed to the sport, sometimes mm. you, your family has to take a back seat. Um, but they've been uh, very understanding, and um, you know, it'll be, it's time for me to put a bit more time back into them. And also um, back home to end. It's the perfect full stop because you're going to get to see your mum over there and other family members as well. How much are they looking forward to it? Yeah, I think they're looking forward to it a lot. I think um, the reception's been quite good over there. My mum was telling me the other day it's it's almost it's nearly sold out. My last meeting there, as far as getting hospitality packages, um, so um, I, I think it's going pretty good. So it's been a, a little bit overwhelming here at times, but I'm sure it's going to be just as much over there. So looking forward to the big Perth Carnival. It's a big four weeks consecutive weeks after after Melbourne here. So um, hopefully I can get on some nice horses to finish it off great over there. I was going to say there's a few SMSs asking what have you got uh, in store for the Pinnacles. Is there uh, any that have been locked in? Um, there's been a few nibbles, nothing locked in as yet because, um, you know, generally the trainers like to get through Melbourne Cup week first and then the focus sort of turns to Perth. So, um, But with their big prize money now, there's, there's four consecutive weeks with, I think, million-and-a-half dollar races. So, And it flows pretty well um, with the railway, the first, the mile, and then the I think it's the winter bottom, the 1,200 the following week, then the northerly. Uh, the 1800 and mm. then the 1400 the final week um, so it's um, it's a good carnival now. Well, this is a good SMS that's come through. Can you ask Golly who is the trainer that calls his mobile that he doesn't want to answer uh, if he's written a bad one? Is there one trainer over the years that you've gone, no I'm not going to answer that uh, maybe back in your Friedman days if you wrote a bad one for Lee? <laughs> oh jeez yeah most of them don't want to call you now it's usually the sl- silent treatment that you worry <laughs> about more when you don't hear from them um, but um if you have, if you've got beaten on one that should have won, you you never look forward to that phone call after. But you've got to face the music, and um, you know it's so analysed these days. There's no way to hide. So you're best usually just putting your hand up and owning your mistake and um, learning from that, not making that mistake again. Are you going to be able to absorb it all this next week, or are you still going to be so focused and in the zone for your rides? Um, yeah, look, I'll try and take it in a bit, but I do try to keep pretty focused when I'm uh, going to get on the horse. Um, it's a pretty big week and it's, um, you know, you've got a lot of rides, a lot of commitments as well, so you can't afford to be too distracted. Um, but, you know, at the end of it all, I'll be, um, it'll, be time to put, it'll be nice to put my feet up and, and relax and enjoy it a bit as well. Looking forward to catching up with Frankie Dottori when he's out here. Will be good. He could be dangerous, Frankie, if he's not riding. He might be one to avoid a little bit, I think, because um, he, he won't be having to watch his weight, and that's for sure. But uh, he'll be a great addition to the carnival, and he's, um, we all know how much energy he's got and, um, and what a performer he is. So it would be great to have him down here. Uh, Ollie, it's been great having you in the studio. Look forward to catching up after Cup Week. Um, we wish you all the best in your final Melbourne Cup Week. And, uh, Luke, good luck out there. Uh, is there any footballer, uh, any jockey out there that you're keen to 
show your wares against. Who do you think could you be better than Benny Allen and the boys out there? Uh, I think Zach Spain's playing. You want to line one of those up, take a specky over them? Yeah, I think it'll be good just showing up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, to me on the way, and is there anyone you want me to rough up out there? <laughs> I like it. Uh, good on you, Ollie. Uh, it's been great to get all your thoughts throughout the carnival so far, and good to see you've got a ride in your last Melbourne Cup. Good luck. Thanks, Michael. Damien Oliver, the legend. Brought to you by the Magical Melbourne Cup Carnival, November 4 to 11. Seen is believing. General admission tickets, $60. Tickets at Ticketmaster. Quick break, more to come after this.